Welcome to the Fit and Free with AIM podcast. I'm your host, Amy Louise. By listening to this podcast, you'll gain clarity and apply now principles in relation to training, nutrition, and mindset, all designed to help you build a strong and lean physique and show up as your best self. If you're a woman who struggles with excessive behaviors when it comes to training and food and think of yourself as a perfectionist, I hear you, I see you, I was you. And I know that you're in exactly the right place to change that narrative and build a body you love inside and out. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. We're getting into a listener question today, but before I do, I did want to briefly mention the Glam Body Program photo shoot. I'm so excited for it. It is happening on the 14th of August and we will be doing a six-week prep. You do not have to do a deficit if you want to get involved. It could be for any phase. You could be in a growth phase or even a maintenance phase. It doesn't matter. But I do actually only have one spot left and we start on Monday, the 25th of April. So if you do want it, you're listening, you need to have a look in the description to get my Instagram contact details. Shoot me through a message. Let me know that you want to join. We can discuss and it's just going to be the coolest thing ever. So we're going to hire out a studio in Melbourne. We've got a female photographer. It's only limited to eight women. That's all I've got coming. So it's just going to be the coolest thing. Now it is time to dive into our listener questions. So I got asked, how do I keep my momentum going even when I'm highly stressed? And a small disclaimer, if you're experiencing significant levels of emotional distress, please head to your GP, get yourself a mental health plan and it's in to see a qualified professional, okay? Look, just as a note, and I think it's really, really important that we make these topics way less taboo and stigmatize. Um, I've recently engaged a psychologist. Again, this will be the third time I've done this. And I do just want to say how important it is that you don't try to brush these things off or deny them and that you do get the help you need. So this episode is for the person who is going through a transient period of stress that can be managed but still is, well, stressful, right? It's not for the person who is suffering from significant mental health issues. Like I said, in that case, please see your GP and get the help that you need. So perhaps this stress is exams. Maybe there's talk of a restructure at work. Maybe it's the end of month. Maybe you've had a breakup, a fight with your in-laws, whatever. What can we do about it? Okay. So maybe when these things happen, you've seen patterns of behavior before where you do let your training and nutrition slide. You lean into a coping mechanism that you don't really like. And if anything actually compounds the situation and you are walking around in in a funk. Perhaps you notice that your progress is stop-start because as soon as stress hits, you drop the ball and you want to learn how to continue in the face of these stressful moments. So the first thing I'm going to start with is actually the end. And it is possible over time to build a solid new normal where your food and training continues to happen in alignment with your values with very little thought. And to be frank, very little effort. Now that might fly in the face of what a lot of people will have will, will tell you. But how does this happen? It happens when these choices become your autopilot routine. Choices that are in alignment with your overall values. And I'll say this is what my life looks like now. In the last 6 years, 
I could count the amount of full weeks off I've had from training on two hands. And it's not been due to stress. One of them was I had four weeks off when I went to Europe in 2018. And I think I might've had a full week off somewhere along the lines during lockdown, but it, it, it's definitely a, an inbuilt autopilot habit that I just train. It just happens right now. Absolutely. I've had weeks in the six years where I've trained like only two to three times, even though I've been programmed four to five. So I'm not saying I have been perfect for six years training every single uh, day that I've been programmed to No, but it's been two to three times per week, you know, even in times of stress, upheaval, breakups, and <laughs> lots of different things. Right. Um, even glandular fever, believe it or not. <laughs> um, I haven't had these large periods off, which prior to 2016, I absolutely had. I was a very, very off and on. I was kind of like a absolutely all or nothing. And I'll talk about the kind of person that I was, you know, when I go through all of these questions. So I'm not saying this was me. This always came easy. Absolutely not. It took a lot of work. It took, did take a lot of pushing myself out of my comfort zone, but that has paid off. So now that training is really just part of my lifestyle. I just do it. It's fun. I make the time for it. And the same with my food. Like I decided to cop- stop complicating my food and creating all these bo- bullshit food rules that I had in 2017. I probably tracked my intake most of 2017 to 2020. And the last few years, I'm largely eating the same stuff and I don't track so much anymore. I definitely track in my head and I will be picking it up again really soon. Like this week, next week. Um, but my environment and my social circle is set up so that I have literally zero friction to me eating in a way that suits me. And some of this is luck. I'm just going to chuck it out there. Again, some people don't like to say these things, but some of it is actually luck. I don't have crazy in-laws that are hell bent on me drinking multiple bottles of wine or eating plates and plates of food, right? I, you, I, you don't, you can't control your in-laws, right? And I've been in a situation before where I had um, a previous boyfriend whose family was all about uh, alcohol and food. And to be fair, it didn't ever actually lead me to make choices that were out of alignment with me. I didn't engage in it. I didn't engage in it. However, the consequences of that were seen as I was seen as extremely rude and I had to deal with that um, conflict in, you know, every week, every single week there would be remarks made and um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't easy, but I guess, yeah, when I reflect on it, it actually didn't make me make different choices. I didn't, I actually didn't engage in the alcohol. I would always refuse. I just, it was just part, and I, it's not that I don't drink. I just wanted to chuck that out there. I will have a drink from time to time, but it's not something that I particularly felt like I wanted to engage in, uh, multiple nights per week. And out, you know, I don't want someone telling me what I'm going to do. If I don't want to have a drink, I'm not going to be forced to do that. Uh, so I do just want to chuck that out there. Um, so yeah, like I said, none of this is to be like, look at me, look how great I am. It's to show you that this way of being is a possibility. And I'm a firm believer that when we see that another person is capable of something, it allows us to reframe our blocks and say, well, how if she can do it, I can do it too. 
So let's go into this discussion with the belief that it is indeed possible to be in and amongst a stressful period in our lives and still kicking goals. So we've got to wipe the slate of all our prior beliefs. And again, this podcast may be real uncomfortable for you. Like that's okay. That's okay. You know, I have had to go through moments of being really honest with myself and uncomfortable too. Again, I don't want any of this to seem like I'm putting myself up on a pedestal, but this is legit the thought process that I would use with myself that I have used with myself in the past. Okay. So I I just want to put us all in the same place when, when it comes to this. All right. So the next thing I want to dive into is going to be an interesting one where I have uh, no black and white answer. I just have a question for you, which will help you figure out what is right for you. I cannot tell you what is right for you. I cannot tell you what is right for you. Okay. I can only ask you questions and you can figure that out for yourself. Okay. Do you have another gear that you can kick into or is your ego killing you? Let's tease this out. So some of you may well and truly be selling yourselves short and not seeing what your capacity is like. If at the first sign of disruption, you know you engage in a pattern of giving up all or nothing type behavior, this is you. This person needs a bucket of concrete. And this is seen, sorry, this, you need to see this as an opportunity to show yourself exactly what you're capable of. I like to say, if you're being paid to get your sessions in, or if you were being paid to get your sessions in and hit your food targets, could you? Another question might be, if you were to watch another person fucking killing it in the same situation as you, does that give you energy and determination? Because if it does, get after it. Go on. You've got this gear. Okay. You've got this next level. Get out of your comfort zone and make yourself proud. Now, the only time I'm going to be black and white is right now and say the answer is never I'm going to do absolutely nothing. Just for an example, you have to eat, start there, hit your protein intake. Even if that's all you do, even if that's like the next gear for you through a stressful period, like you've never done that before, you've always just totally dropped the ball. Do that. It's something, okay? Now, if you're the opposite, (laughs) say you're studying, you're also working full time, you have a small child, you're going through a messy divorce and you have your boss looming over your head, you're feeling overwhelmed, trying to train six days a week, do an aggressive fat loss phase. It's probably really clear in this situation, you don't need to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but because you won't want to, this personality type won't want to, they will be determined to do everything. But if this is you pulling back your training to say, you know, three by 30 minute sessions and entering a maintenance phase, maybe using a meal planner and not tracking, like just setting out a structure for your food is actually going to allow you to maintain a very strong position in the gym and yet still make sure you don't end up in a hospital for this person. Understand that this period isn't forever, but you are at massive risk of burnout if you keep going the way you're going. And I know, I know just like the other person, you don't want to hear this either. You don't want to hear this either, either because you believe your capacity is infinite. And unfortunately, we are humans and there is a lid and you don't want to hit burnout, okay? So you can get, get back to your level a thousandth life when it makes logical sense to do so. But you'll also know if you're starting to exhibit any physical signs of illness, this you're hurtling down this track very, very fast and it's going to be wise. Like I said, it doesn't mean you have to pull back absolutely everything, but it does mean you have to start being realistic with yourself, okay? 
So you're the only one who can answer what is right for you. You're the only one who can say, maybe I'm a bit of person A, a bit of person B, I don't know, whatever. The question that you want to come back to, do you have another gear? Do you have the capacity and you just need a bucket of concrete or the, the ladder? Is your ego killing you and you need to take a step back before you end up totally burnt out? Okay, that's for you. The second part, let's look at your options, okay? So when we have education behind us, we understand the principles of training and nutrition that support our goals, we can adjust as needed. So for example, if you understand there isn't a magic diet or training program, say for fat loss as an example, you know that you could choose to do a conservative or aggressive fat loss phase or a moderate approach. There, there are multiple approach, approaches to fat loss phases. You can track your macros and play Tetris. You can track your macros and meal plan. You could just meal plan or you could eat mindfully, which is just keeping a rough tally in your head. Look at all the options I've just prevented, pre- presented. In terms of training for fat loss, you know that your goal here is to hold on to the muscle that you've earned, which could look like relatively low training volume, maybe as little as six muscle, uh, six sets per muscle group per week. If we know that, you know, somewhere between 10 to 20 per muscle group per week is the sweet spot for growth and six is maintenance. When we aren't under the illusion of rigidity and we are bought into one way being connected to our identity or the only right way because some doctor who you actually find out doesn't have a PhD in the field that they're selling their books on is telling you that you must do this or you'll die young, it gives you adequate room to move. If you have this education or you have a coach who isn't sold on a particular method, then they can help you adjust as needed for all this particularly stressful time. So I harp on about education. I have the Jack Girl University Facebook group, which you can join, shameless plug, where I go live weekly talking on topics literally purely education based to help you give to help give you the power to understand there's no one way or or you know what did they say it's my way or the highway it doesn't have to be like that if we understand the principles of training and nutrition we understand there are ranges we can work within and still get results okay so takeaway number 2 is to look at your goals and the length of this period of predicted stress and ask yourself Keeping your long-term goals in mind, which approach might be most advantageous for you now? Understanding that nothing is set in stone and if you need to tweak it, you can. Don't be so rigid. All right, number three. This won't apply to everyone, but it will resonate with some people. <laughs> this, this whole podcast should come with a huge trigger warning, but fuck, this is how we grow. I'm not, I'm not afraid to say the things that need to be said for fear that you'll unfollow me or, you know, you will bash me or as in not physically, but just like verbally or whatever it might be. It's worth that happening for a few people for the greater good of everyone else. So that's why I'm out here just saying these things it's just, it's what we all need to hear. Okay. So this won't apply, apply to everyone, but stop telling yourself you don't have the time. You do. If you're listening to me, this is the only way you're going to hear this sentence anyway. If you're listening to me, you have time and maybe it's true. You don't have time for six 90 minute training sessions per week. That could be very true, but you will have time for something somewhere. You know, I've worked with fly and fly out women and men who have done two to three bedroom workouts whilst they're on site 
and then four to five gym sessions when they're at home. And, and you know, that's, that's a lot. Like you don't even have to do that. You could totally skip the bedroom workouts while you're fly in and then train when you fly out. Say it's like a week, week in or like a seven, seven day roster or whatever it is. Trust me, if you really wanted to, you have time. I've seen people do this. If you don't really want to be honest with yourself and make peace with that, or sorry, I should say, if you if you do want to be honest with yourself and make peace with that, it's actually going to relieve some of your stress. And if you don't like that, you do have time, but you don't want to use it for training, then make friends with that discomfort and get the shit done, woman. Like when you ask yourself if you're honest, you go, you know what? I actually do have the time. It's just a little bit easier and more comfortable for me to tell myself I don't because if I don't, then I don't have to do this training thing. But when I really reflect on that, that annoys me. I want to get it done. It's okay. Be totally uncomfortable. Just do the thing that you want to do. Trust me. Once you start to do that and lean into that new way of being, you're going to you're gonna be really, really grateful and thankful that you did this, Okay. So let's just talk about meal planning for a second, meal planning and food. We can do that right now in a few minutes. So I I do want to show you that it's not that hard. Okay. Let's stop making it so hard. Put the days of the week at the top of the page, Monday through Sunday, put number one, two, and three on the left down your page, write meat, (laughs) or if you're a non-meat eater, some vegan protein source next to number two and three for every single day of the week. Write some veggies that you like to eat next to those. Put either pasta, rice, or bread for each of those. And then for number one, write down some kind of protein that you'd eat for breakfast. So whether it's a shake or yogurt or eggs, add some fats, something like nuts, nut butter, avocado. Chuck some berries on there. And here you have three basic meals for the week, for the whole week, right? You've got your protein, veg, and carbs for lunch and dinners. And you've got like some kind of breakfast uh, protein, fats, and carbs, right? It's not that hard, man. You can change up the berries, the fruits, the veggies, the protein sources. And that's why I said just chuck like meat or vegan protein sauce. You can change them up. Like Monday, Tuesday is chicken, then it's beef, then it's tofu, whatever, right? (laughs) You know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is like broccoli, pumpkin, potato. And then the next few days, it's like rice, capsicum, zucchini, it's not that hard. Okay. So stop making it so hard to be honest with you, because I can hear a few of you in your heads. Like I could never do that. I could never do that for my family or whatever. Look, I grew up in a household where I had the same lunchbox lunch for 13 years. It's ham sandwich, ham sandwich, banana, or an apple every single day, 13 years. And dinner was either steak and vegetables, a toasted sandwich or chicken cacciatore. I'm not joking. We had the same food all the time. My mom was the best. She was literally the best. She cooked for us all of the time. Very simple, basic food. I was pretty awful to her about it at the time, but we dealt with it. We ate it. Everyone was fine. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) I think sometimes we make things harder than it needs to be for us. And I've even seen some people who live by themselves still getting caught up in, but I have to have elaborate meals and it has to be Instagram worthy. And I have to follow all these food pages who are creating all these beautiful looking foods. No, you don't. It's adding to your stress levels. Stop it. (laughs) Just simplify it and make it easy for yourself. You'll hit all your micronutrients. Your your shopping cart will be cheaper. You'll save some money and you won't have the stress, okay? 
So if you're living by yourself or you have full control over your food or you don't have kids, there are legit zero excuses here. And any that you come up with are legit just cock blocks getting in your way. You can keep going down that path of feeling frustrated or you can take ownership, have a laugh at yourself. I have many laughs at myself when my little voice in my head tries to limit me. Have a laugh, make things simple. Ask yourself, how do I make this easy? How do I simplify this? Now, I don't have kids, so I do feel less qualified to speak on this. If you do have kids and if you do have kids and you're, you know, you're saying, look, Aim, you're so far out of touch with reality. But I just want to go back to the example of my mum. You know, she was in charge of cooking. Uh, She wasn't an aggressive human. She was actually super passive. But quite frankly, she didn't care what we had to say in terms of it didn't make her change her pattern. She probably wasn't a great cook and didn't know how to cook anything else, if I'm quite honest. (laughs) But we ate what we were given. Bad luck if we didn't like it. And to be honest, I'm not sure that that's a bad lesson for kids, especially if you're feeding them a really wide variety of whole foods. I think that that's a good thing, right? And again, I just want to reiterate, I don't feel qualified to talk about those of you with kids. So if you want to tell me to fuck off, that's fine. The point of this is really like, can you simplify? Can you really simplify? Like, is it you who are getting in your own way, not your kids, right? Is it you who's actually getting in your own way, not your kids, all right? Finally, a case study. So I was speaking with a client last week, this week, actually, she was pretty stressed over the school holidays, to be honest with you. She does have a kid. She has work to do um, and, you know, obviously needs to look after a kid on school holidays where routine will change quite a bit. OK, so I recommended that she use Google Calendar because she does have Google Calendar and she uses Gmail, whatever. So it's not new to her to time block her whole week. So to sit down to use some color coding with non-negotiables in one color, um, what she'd also really like to accomplish in another color and then like those extra added things so like it could be like getting your nails done or I don't know whatever going to the movies you know going to a friend's barbecue or whatever that in another color so three colors time block your whole week so you can really see like these are the things that have to be done be ruthless be ruthless what absolutely has to get done like it has to happen not just a want like what really needs to get done so it's like maybe you know taking her daughter to her in-laws place to be looked after like that travel time right that has to happen my client has to go to work right this has to happen she has to eat she has to set aside some time for steps you know very important for her health and longevity and she also has to sleep right so they're the non-negotiables be i want you to be ruthless with this choose a color the next layer is you know maybe she wants to go for a couple of runs maybe there's a friend's barbecue or something like that or an important event and it will be v- it will become very very clear where you are literally just taking too much on and you need to set boundaries with yourself and others, and the opposite will become clear if you're actually telling yourself that you don't have time. But then when you plug it all in and time block it, you're like, well, if I just look at the like the non negotiables, the thing that the things that must get done, it actually doesn't take up too much time, right? And these other things like, yeah, they'd be amazing and I would love to get them done, but I can just reduce my stress levels because I know if I get all the things say done in red, I'm going to be okay. We're going to survive. Like the family's going to make it through the next two weeks. Yeah. So the other thing I wanted to say is it's okay to tell people no. And if you can't, it's just a red flag to ask yourself, 
why are other people's feelings and needs more important than yours? And if it's like a kid or something, like I get that. I actually do. I really get that. But I'm saying like, if you've got your, you know, your cousin's barbecue or someone else's farewell or whatever, but you're totally stressed on the verge of burnout, why is your mental health not as important? Like why are you placing other people's needs and feelings above your own? You know, we need you to be a healthy and functioning and happy human, right? <laughs> like, it's just a bit of a, a signpost to ask yourself, like, why are you doing that? Um, like I said, if you're burnt out and unable to do anything, who does that serve? It serves no one, okay? So if you're honest, where are you adding to your own overwhelm? And again, I know this might be hard to hear, but if you were doing this with a friend, what would you say? That's probably the best way to put it. If you were sitting down across from you, tell you all of the things and just say you were giving advice to yourself as a friend, what would you say? Because I imagine you're going to be a lot more realistic, you putting yourself in that position rather than you looking at it with all your you know own biases, right? So even for this example with this client, we actually spoke about getting a cleaner and she was like, yeah, like I've actually been talking about that with my partner for ages. Like, I think that that's going to help me heaps because not having a clean house is really just adding on so much more stress than what it actually does in reality. Like, you know, not having a clean house, really no one's going to die. Like it's not the end of the world, but like I get the emotional toll that that can take if you have the capacity, like for this client, my client does have the capacity to do this, getting some help and getting a cleaner is going to help her feel way less overwhelmed and more capable, okay? So she's also asked for some support in other areas, like go for your life, ask for support. Or if it's you, you know, maybe you can tell your boss you need to leave on time for the next month, right? I mean, you should be leaving on time anyway, but you know, I get that there's times where you can't. I remember back in my old corporate job, being at work still like 10 or 11 at night and then coming in on weekends. Fuck, sometimes you just got to pedal to the metal and get shit done and it's not forever. Uh, but there are other times where perhaps, you know, maybe things were a little bit quieter at work. Maybe the stress is all home stress and maybe you need to say, hey, you know, I need to leave at 5.30 or 6 o'clock or whatever it is every single day. So finally, I just want to reiterate, if it's chronic stress, get help. Like absolutely get professional help. This podcast is not going to be you know, the be all and end all. But if it's just a stressful period that you know has an end limit, please stop catastrophizing everything and come back down to earth. Put a plan in place. And if that plan needs tweaking, it's okay to tweak. The time will pass anyway. It's up to you how you show up, how you use your time. And when you look back on it, are you going to say, fabulous, I absolutely did what I could with no regrets. It wasn't perfect. And I got shit done. And now I can move on. Okay, so summing up, grab a pen. Number one, the questions to ask yourself, do you have another gear that you can kick into or is your ego killing you? Number two, what are your actual options when it comes to training and nutrition? Because I guarantee you have room to move that you haven't thought about yet. It's only for a short period of time for those high achievers who hate not training five or six days a week. It's going to be okay if for three weeks you do three sessions. It's fine. <laughs> Trust me, it's fine. Number three, stop telling yourself you don't have time. Spend 10 minutes now. Make a plan for your food, for your training. Use Google Calendar with color coding to block everything in. See what's realistic, what's not. Finally, if you need help, ask for it. So, I hope this was helpful. Some of you will be coming away like, yes, this was the kick I needed. Others will be coming away knowing that they need to be smart, play the long game, 
And this is one of those seasons where they will need to pull back to maintain their sanity. Okay, so either option, it's fine. Hopefully no one has come away engaging in all an all or nothing mindset and you've seen that even one action like hitting your protein intake in the direction of your goals is better than zero. Make it work for you right now. If you love this episode, if you took something away, I would super, super appreciate if you can share the podcast, like a screenshot in your stories, tag myself, Amy Louise Coaching and fitandfree.podcast. Please share it with your friends. Tell them that these episodes are up. I think we're approaching 30 episodes or something now. It's really, really cool. I appreciate all of your love, support and feedback. It is amazing. I hope you like this episode. I know it's pretty tough love, but like I said to you, this is all stuff that I've been through in my own head and I have, you know, come out the other side, a much happier and relaxed human. And that is what I want for you over and out. And I will speak to you guys next week. 